My name is Tumi Marake. Without my partner in crime today, there is no Mabale Moloi, unfortunately, but you are here. Sipping tea with Timmy Moronki. So uh, it's uh, lovely to have uh, both of you listening. <laughs> and uh, I've been away. Yes, I ran away from my life. Um, ran off to Morocco for a little bit, you know, taste a, a little bit of uh, different Africa. And then I uh, took off to France to just go remind myself how how the rand is just being rammed up the bum by every other currency in the world. Um, and it was brilliant, you know. It was very different from the first time I went to France. Because the first time I went to France, I I felt very much like Sarki Bartman. I, I, if ever you wanted to just get an idea of what Sarki might have felt when she went to, to uh, uh, France, that's how I felt the first time I went there. Uh, the last time I was in France actually was, I think, 2006. And I remember... Being kissed a lot. Now, I know the French, uh, they give the kisses on the cheeks to say hello. But listen, I had lots of even wet ones on my cheeks. Like, ew. And um, uh, I, I got propositioned a lot by a lot of middle-aged Frenchmen. It was very, very weird. And and, and every time, like all I had crammed in that time was je ne veux pas parler français. And so uh, instead of being a deterrent, it would just be an invitation for broken English that's basically saying, I really want to bang your brains out. I will even pay you if you let me bang your brains out. And the area I was in, I'd noticed, was full of um, the African ladies. They were quite dark and thin and, you know, gorgeous. You know, those tall African gorgeous women. And I think when I arrived, they were like, yo, there's a limited edition available. Yeah. We've been eating the chocolatey, chocolatey one. Look, they've introduced this one. This like caramel virgin situation. And look, it's got kodanki kodankis. So I think that's what happened. Because they all just... It was weird, okay? I'd never been so hit on so many times in my life. Anyway, fast forward to 2016. And well, I may as well not have even been walking those streets. So it was nice. I got to explore without being bothered too much. But I was traveling with my companion, my partner in crime, um, Rettini. And she is gorgeous. Like, I don't understand how the table does not realize that she's gorgeous. I, it just, it, it, I find it mind boggling. Cause she genuinely, you know, they're those chicks who pretend they don't know their heart, right? And then they're those chicks who are, they're genuinely going, why are they, why, why aren't these guys leaving me alone? And I'm like, are you serious right now? Are you being for real? Are you, are you really? Cause in Morocco, she got it. I mean, in Morocco, look, our complexion was like, it was the pierce de resistance. It was like, this is it. This is Bona. You know, all we got throughout the streets was, ah, nice color, nice color, Lady Africa, nice color, nice color. And, you know, uh, Retabile is shades darker than me. So she was getting a lot of love. Like they called the Lady Gaga. 
And I was like, oh, are they channeling your madness already? Because that chick is cray. But she also had her, you know, she had her braids, her ombre, but she's got that gray ombre vibe going on. So we're very confused. We're like, nice color, nice color. They're talking skin, they're talking braids. But at the end of the day, she was hot. She was being offered ca- camels left, right, and center. I was being offered camels, but not by the age group. I don't know what it is, man. What is it with old men who want, like, man, it's always those pudgy looking, like, okay, I'm going to, if I even gave you a chance, if I said, okay, I will let you even have a quickie with me, you're going to have a heart attack. I'm not going to be responsible for your death. You know, you're either going to break something or just stop breathing because it's just, I'm going to be too much for you. I'm not even talking about my size. I'm just talking about, look, I, you know what I mean? I'd be like Christmas. They'd have all the Christmases of all their lives happen in one night. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Anyway. So she was very popular. And then it continued in France and she said she was confused. The only thing that confused me in France was that they still called her Lady Gaga. So I feel like I, I have to Google Gaga. <laughs> Google Gaga. <laughs> Google Gaga. Okay. Anyway, I must Google <laughs> Lady Gaga and, and, and figure out why. Because in, in, in Morocco, it, made, it kind of made sense that they called her that. Oh, at some point she was Shakira. At some point I was also Shakira. And then... We bought captains from this guy who had a video of um himself selling to Shakira. Like, it was amazing. Like, Shakira posted him in her video because she did some kind of uh, travelogue situation. And he was in it. And he's like, hey, you're shopping with Shakira, shot. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, great. I'm not paying what she paid, though. <laughs> I needs me a discount. Thank you. Let's negotiate. Um, <laughs> but um, so there it was like, you know, yeah, we, we got it. We got it. When we got to Fora, hi man, this girl was still the thing, bruh. They were like, yes. There was this whole Italian lady, back, like this whole Italian, like proper old, in her 50s lady, who was all over her. Like, dude, this woman could not stop talking about the tabby's neck because she's got this beautiful long neck. And if you want to see her, go to my Instagram. Okay. I'm on Instagram as Timmy Maranke. So you can see what I'm talking about. Like it's, it's very interesting, you know, cause we, we, I don't think with when you're home, when you're in your home environment, you're that concerned about how you look. Your concern is more, am I still hygienic? Uh, if someone wants a selfie, am I going to look stupid? You're not thinking my features, do I look exotic? Am I, am I something special? Am I something exciting? And you can imagine also in a country that's got this whole yellow bone fever going on, it must have been so freaking awesome for her to be just lauded for this beautiful brown, dark complexion that she's got. And I was telling her, you know, when I was a kid, I hurt myself. I hurt myself trying to get dark. I, I tried to dark. Producer be looking at me like, girl, you did what? I did. When I was younger, Um, I, I loved brown skin and I tried to brown. And that's when I discovered that black people do get sunburned. <laughs> Because I burnt and I hurt and then I peeled and that really, really hurt. And, um, you know, but you know, when you start heating, your skin goes this brown when it goes crisp. Like now you're cooked. Like, yeah, 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 roasted now. So I went that brown color and I was like, Oh, please let the skin underneath at least remain with that tinge of brown. But instead I remained as it were quite yellow. Although in my adulthood now I found, I found my melanin. It's, 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 it's brilliant. I'm happy. I'm proud. I'm proud. I'm tired of being yellow. Anyway, so that was, that was my travels. And I traveled also run away from my life, you know? Cause everybody thinks, oh my gosh, like comedians must have like the coolest lives ever. Like you guys are like always so happy and you make everybody happy. Listen, 
the only reason I'm not going to have the kind of sad end that Robin Williams had is that when I know I'm at a low and I've got nothing more to give, I run. Me, I run. I I retreat. And so my retreat was a was a bit of an expensive retreat, but I retreated nonetheless. I I went to Amsterdam, left Amsterdam, went to Morocco, left Morocco, went to Paris. From Paris, did a little stopover in Cairo. From Cairo, came home. And I think the travel bug has bit me. I think I'm going to travel a bit more. You know, because for the past, uh, what, seven years, I've been traveling with kids. And it was the first time in a while that I'm traveling not only without my kids, but without my husband. So it was like, yeah, born. This is a visa in HD, Baba. Yeah. And um, it was good, man. It was good. And I did some of the trip by myself as well, which is awesome for me because I'm one of those people. I cannot travel by myself. I, I have all kinds of anxiety attacks just because, um, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I feel extremely minuscule when I am alone in a big place by myself. And the minute I'm in a country that speaks a, a, a foreign language to the one I know, although, uh, as I digress, uh, when I was in Amsterdam and they were making all those announcements and I understood for a split second, I forgot why I understood. I did not understand why I could understand the Dutch. And then I remembered, oh, yes, <laughs> where I live is a byproduct of of the dutch like i i live in dutch light country because that that's dutch concentrate and africans is just dutch light so yeah that was cool it was cool to understand that and to see like when they sell their makeup like they got these beautiful black models i was like but this is europe we don't matter here so yeah i realized i have a lot of preconceived misconceptions about a lot of places so i think i should go and do an extended holiday in amsterdam and check it out Anyway, I've lost my train of thought. What the hell was I talking about? Yes. So those are, those are the travels and, and it just made me realize that, um, famous or not, well known or not, relatively well known or not, everybody needs a break. I needed to just breathe, to not have anyone call me about a gig, a possibility or anything like that. I needed to not have a fight of a domestic nature. I needed to just, you know, I wish like but like like Yonce, I could totally lemonade these things, but I'm not about to can lemonade my life. You know what I mean? I mean I share what I share on stage, but within limitations. And and that's what lemonade's got me thinking about because it's on everybody's lips. Everybody talking lemonade, lemonade. I will confess I haven't quite finished watching it yet because then we're analyzing. Then you must pause. Then you must go back. Then you must re re listen, rewatch, uh, take her in. And if there's one thing I respect about Beyonce, honestly, is 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 that she's an artist, bruh. You know, she doesn't just go, yeah, they love me. Let me keep giving them bubble gum so we can keep going. Like she's proper going, you guys love me so much. I can do whatever the F I want to do now. Like I have free reign because you trust me to do whatever I do right. And she does it. And then she goes all the way out there. Like I'm still, I'm still inspired. You know what I mean? Like it's cray. But what it got me thinking about was, where do you draw the line? Where do you draw the line in terms of what you share about your life? You know what I mean? Like, 
Uh, a lot of people, if you've been to therapy, if you've been in counseling or you speak to people who encourage you to go to counseling, their thing is always, no, you need to talk about it. You know, you need, you need to let it, you need to get it out so you can just get an, another perspective on it or get a clearer perspective on it. Or once it's out there, you might find it was so huge in your head. And in reality, you will see that it's smaller, but, but where do you draw the line, man? At when are you doing this and it's therapy and you're helping yourself? And when are you just letting people too far in? Like what's sacred anymore? I mean, you know, look at social media right now, right? People are recording every moment of their lives. Women are burying coaches out there with babies popping out of them. People are, we're watching proposals. And every time I watch a public proposal, I'm sorry, I'm just going, dude, what if she said no? You could have had the whole world watch you be rejected. You know what I mean? Like we we just we we're putting everything out there. Like as a as a as a as a young African woman, it shocks me how much even now people of color will be posting their pregnancies on social media. I mean, it's unheard of, bruh. It's unheard of. I, I've grown up knowing that when you're pregnant, it's it's a it's a sacred time. You don't just go and flash your stomach everywhere. And especially the more you show, the less out there you are. But now you have people showing you in vitro what's going on with them. And I'm like, this is unheard of. What's your mother saying? Is your auntie not freaking out? You know what I mean? Like we just... I mean, I was Snapchatting. I'm on Snapchat now. I'm obsessed. I'm wacky teams. Yeah, wacky teams. I was on Snapchat and because I've been Snapchatting everything and having a good time, I I started Snapchatting chatting with my babies because they're funny. Sometimes they really do funny-ish. And I'm not talking funny if you don't have kids, you're going to be like, meh. I'm talking funny. Anyone's going to find that stuff funny, like kitten funny. You know what I mean? And I did those Snapchats, but I did that because I'm like, look, I feel safer putting my kids on Snapchat because I know that Snapchat is there for a certain amount of time and then it's gone so no one is like holding on to videos of my kids and doing whatever they want to do with them right but my husband said to me so is there nothing sacred anymore are you gonna literally just go and post everything your kids do like their first big word or you know what i mean and i was like Ish, yeah that's a that's a deep question there it's a simple question but it has a level of depth because i'm the question is, just because it's out there doesn't mean you all have to jump into it. Because it ties into what I'm saying about Beyonce before you think my mind is all over the place. I feel like it ties in with this whole Beyonce thing because her subject matter is so personal. It's so poignant. You know what I mean? There's stuff in there that's covered that's not about her personally. But the stuff that people seem to be obsessed about are things that do, uh, it seems, have to do with her own personal life. You know, that whole infidelity thing with... um where people are going, is it her dad? Is it Jay-Z? Um, you know, um, what if she's talking about her cheating, man? What if she's flipping this thing, making it sound like a woman crying about a man cheating, but she's actually saying, yeah, so I did this thing and then this guy's had to cope in this manner. But okay, that's a third proposition I'm making. But I'm saying, why do we need to know, man? You know, it's, it's, Yes, you're out there, you're huge, but your relationship has never been any of our business. You dated Jay-Z, you guys kept it under wraps. You guys went so far as to go and get married and all the the cameras could get literally were tense. They couldn't even verify anything that was going on inside there. That's how much you protected your relationship. 
And then all of a Sunday, it's like, wow, we're out here. We're making babies. We're having babies. We love each other. This is our wedding. This is our marriage. We love each other. Look, we're surviving things. We're a resilient couple. And I'm going, what changed? What changed? Because I've admired that. I've, you know what I mean? I've tried to, as much as possible, um, model my life that way. Because this, this may not be a Hollywood. But for me, it showed me that, you know what? No matter how huge you are, you do have a degree of control over how much the world accesses you, regardless of whatever gift you're giving them that makes them feel like they now have a right to you, including a right to your personal life. So I was just, I was thrown by this, man, because I'm like, are you just tired of people speculating and you now want to answer their questions before they ask? Or are you saying, don't think, I don't know, because everybody probably thinks I'm a fool who thinks, oh, Jay-Z love me. Jay-Z not like any other man. Jay-Z never going to cheat. And she's just saying, he's a man like any other man. I'm a woman like any other woman, but I'm a strong woman and we have survived. Because also if she's doing that, I'm glad and I'm relieved. Because one thing that bothers me is when people put up pictures of Beyonce and Jay-Z and they call it relationship goals. And I've seen them do it, tag my husband and I that way as well, when we've put up pictures before on social media and gone relationship goals. And I'm going, yeah, if, if, if I'm your relationship goal, if anyone's your relationship goal, are you relationship goaling on the icing on their cake? Or are you relationship goaling based on what that cake is built on? You know, do you know? How many dados are holding it up? Do you know how many layers are in that cake? Do you know what flavors are in the icing in between? Do you know whether it's velvet, whether it's red velvet, whether it's caramel? Whether The point I'm making is it's all good and well to aspire to things, but it's stupid to put yourself and your partner under pressure because you don't know how other people are doing it. You don't know what they've had to give up. You don't know what um, what their challenges are. You see the pretty and you're like, yes, I want that. I want that. And you might have a man who's working his ass off to get it right. You might have a woman who's working her ass off to get it right. But because to you, it doesn't look or make you have that warm, fuzzy feeling of butterflies and buzzing that you get when you look at Jay-Z and Beyonce. You're like, this is not the relationship I want. So I'm curious if you are listening, like the two of you. What you think, <laughs> what, what are your relationship? If you have relationship goals based on something you've seen, what is it? Are you saying you want to be as, hu- as huge and successful as they are? Are you, are you just saying the picture? Are you saying it on a surface level? Are you genuinely saying relationship goals? Because it bothers me if you have an Instagram page and about 50 of your pictures are Beyonce and Jay-Z and how you're hashtagging a future husband, hashtagging future boo, uh, hashtagging relationship goals. And then there's like only maybe three of you and some bae or just you. But when it comes to relationships, that's your thing. We can't all give you that, bruh. <sighs> anyway, I should probably play some music so I can sip something nice here. But uh, if you want to holler back at me, please, you can call. The number is 0861-555-189. On Twitter, we're at cliffcentral.com. You can holler back on WeChat on because, you know, it's called Cliff Central, right? On WeChat. Yes. Or you can send a message. You can just tap connect and then... Do everything else that needs to be done. Oh my god, I need a break. 
It's back. Are you Jawsy Tough? Cycle through tunnels, over floating bridges, and into colossal stormwater drains. You're a machine and nothing's going to stop you. With two separate routes, a 22K for beginners or a 54K for the tougher riders. Go where no mountain biker has gone before. On the 29th of May, ride the Hollard Juma. Brought to you by Adreach and Joburg City Parks and Zoo. Challenge accepted. Juma.co.za I love this song. Just do this. Just like who told who told this woman? Who went and told my woman? I love alcohol. Who is this person who told this woman that I like to be under the affluence of alcohol? Who is it that told this woman that I'm a rolling stone? I will sleep here and then everywhere. Ah, <sighs> that was Trumpies. Speaking very much to this thing I'm saying of how much is too much. Why must people be able to can tell who they must report you to? How did they know that you care whether this person knows or not? And how did they know it matters that this person knows or not? <clears throat> These are the questions of life. So yeah, man, hey, this Beyonce video, like everybody on it, man. And I, I don't know. I'm curious to hear what the men have to say about it. Because I mean, women, you know. We're the first ones to jump up and we want to relate and, oh, maybe she's talking to me or she's talking about me. But I'm curious. I mean, what do you, what do you guys think? Cause generally I found that, um, when men get cheated on, I, I, I don't think they, they, they that quick to talk about it. You know, for girls, it's like, yeah, that dog did this and that and that. But for men, I think it's such a huge ego bruise that they're not going to talk about it if they do it's because they've now reached their breaking point like he's broken and she is the devil and 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 she's a bitch and and he is just he's he can't function anymore because she stole his life and he's broken and he can't live you know what i mean but on an ordinary J every day, it's, it's very easy for women to even throw away be like oh no he was a dog he cheated on me so i moved on but with guys it becomes such a, I don't know, I feel like it's such a bigger deal. And I, I wonder, is it because it's not in our nature to be dishonest? Is that why? Or are you that, are you that full of yourselves? Are you that overconfident in yourselves that you find it impossible that this thing has happened? It's, it's in a way, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's unnatural. That it has happened, and that's why you don't talk about it. Like, is it the equivalent of a man who's being beaten up by a woman? Because I know, you know, there are a lot of men who are in like those relationships where the chick beats him up, but no one knows. He doesn't talk about it. But so, so is it the same thing when a woman cheats on you? Like, is it a shame? Why is it a shame? You know? Or you're gonna say people say you weren't satisfying her? Because I'm sorry, guys. When when someone cheats, pal, it's not about it's not about them. It's about how can I put it? If if I get cheated on, the per that 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 incident is not about me. It's about the person who cheated, you know. So why is it so hard for you to just go? 
yeah, she did me wrong and it hurt, but I'm moving on. I don't know, man. I don't know. Sometimes you just need to park your ego and feel what you need to feel. Anywho, so I was talking about my travels and it's funny because then, you know, when you're traveling, it's like you're married, but now you're overseas. So now you're rolling like a single girl. What does that mean? Like you've got this visa, you've been given a whole pass, basically. Are you going to get your freak on or what? And it's funny because I feel like in a marriage, the freaking on is just such a part of that component that when you're out and you're traveling, you're like, oh, I'm going to do everything I don't have to do at home that I would have to do at home. Huh? I'm going to do everything now that I, yeah, that I don't ordinarily get to do at home. You know what I mean? So the getting it on is like, ah, but I get it on at home anyway. So let's do the opposite. Let's party like Craig. Ooh, there's a call coming in. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, Timmy. How are you? I'm good. Hi, you in Bali. I'm good, man. Awesome, right? I've been, I've been listening to your show, and I'm glad that this topic has been brought up. Uh, which um, one? Um, people drawing the line in terms of what should be posted and what yeah. should be in public yeah. in terms of their relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, personally, I think that uh, what people post on Facebook and all of that in terms of their relationship sort of shows us or gives us an understanding um, of what the person values in terms of that relationship, right? Okay. Mm. Um, I think that people don't understand the importance of privacy when it comes to relationships. Nah. I think that people should sort of filter the kind of things that they post on social media. Mm. You know, I've heard you brought up the pregnancy topic that I think that pregnancy is something so sentiment and so private that I don't think it's something that should be put on social media. Exactly, because then you lose the kid. We're waiting. We're like, ah, but it's nine months o'clock. There's no yeah. baby. What yeah. happens if you've lost this baby and now we're all waiting to congratulate you like, hey, where are you hiding the baby? And No baby. No baby. Yeah, no. I think I think people should draw the line. I'm not telling people not to post such things, but I'm saying people should be careful of what they post because they don't want such things to be trending for the wrong reasons on social media. Yeah, like, do you want us to give us your opinion, right? Because I I feel, I'll tell you my fear. My fear is I feel like the minute I open it up like that, I'm asking you for your opinion. And I'm I'm, I'm asking you for your comment. Yeah, it's an invitation to be in my business. You Yeah, they shouldn't be surprised when people start commenting and saying rude and hurtful stuff about what they're posting on social media. So, yeah, I think people should draw the line and and, and, you know, it's okay to post about, hey, I was at an event, you know, it was nice and it's this mm. and it's that. But not a matter of I was fighting with my boyfriend and whatever. <laughs> you know. No, why? Um, that's not such thing. Such things shouldn't be posted on, on Facebook and that. Can know? I ask you something, though? Yes, yes. Have you ever had a girl who posts so much about her man, you end up having a crush on her man? You didn't mean to, but she has sold him so well. Now you just want him. I wouldn't necessarily say crush, but I guess I would envy what she has. You know, I would sort of want that too, you know? Mm. I mean, if you're going to get a guy who's going to spoil you and who's going to value you and Mm. appreciate you for the person Mm. that you are, then yes, why not, you know? But not necessarily crush, no. Uh, Okay, cool. (laughs) Thanks, Mbali. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. No, because I think when you put your guy out there, I mean... I don't know if I've spoken about this before. Why does this feel so familiar? But I remember, you know, talking about how when 
there are some women, especially as friends, if we're a circle of friends, and you're always, always talking about how your man has you swinging off the chandeliers, and how your man has got you having to go rearrange your back, and how, oh gosh, you know, this man just, you know, plays you like the trombone. And we are, there's always that one who's just going, I must go and test drive this thing for myself. Let me see if she's exaggerating or not. And some women are unfortunate enough to have a guy who's a willing candidate for that experiment. You know what I mean? I don't know. Ish. But for me, it's not about that more than about the content of what you're sharing. You know what I mean? Like, we get it. You've got a dude. You've got stuff you're going through. But do we really need to be right in the heart of what's going on with you? I suppose it also helps if people want to be, I don't know, maybe you find it helps someone and they can relate. I don't know. I don't know. Because there are people who go through ugly things like, you know, divorce and loss and whatever. And they will share because, you know, maybe they don't have any other outlet. And then you find that there's a one person who sees that that needed to see it. And then they read it and, you know, it means something to them. But yeah, it's interesting. It's just, yeah, no, this lemonade video has just, it's, it's caused, it's caused serious waves. But I think what Beyonce did is she got us all information. She was like, uh, ladies, get information. We got information. Yeah, we were in, listen, we were all waiting their information. And then as we're information, she was like, ooh, y'all look a little thirsty. Y'all look a little tired. And she served us lemonade. And now we, not only are we refreshed, I feel like we're a little bit on edge now because we're like, girl, what you put in this lemonade? Let us talk about what you put in this lemonade. Let us talk about the, 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 the imaging of women, you know, um, you know, cause already in formation, she was talking about being a black woman with her money and how, yeah, she will take your, she will take your punches and she will, uh, uh medicate them with, with your dollars. You know, and so with with lemonade, I feel like I, I shouldn't even talk more on it without watching it anymore. But I want to watch more just to just to get her to get what she's saying because I feel like I feel like I almost feel like she went, oh, I've achieved everything I want to achieve, but oh, OMG, I'm still black, and OMG, you know, I'm still a woman who has to take so much because that's the problem with us women. And I'm gonna say this as a married woman who people perceive to be so successful. There is so much more we're going through that you're missing. They've got another caller on the air. Hello? Yeah. Hi, is this Sarah? Sarah, Sarah. How do you say yeah. your name? Sarah. Sarah. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm good, thank you. All good in the hood, up to no good. <laughs> so hi. What's up? What's up? What you want to tell me? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> Ah. I'm so excited. I've been listening to the show literally like the whole week last week and I'm just I'm just gonna say guys I love the show. Oh, and this nice. is the first time this is actually live because I don't have class. So oh. I'm say I love the show. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I miss my brother so much, guys. He's gonna be doing a great job. I love it. Like every episode I'm I've been listening. Oh, thank you. I miss her too. She mustn't do this to me. She knows I get very anxious yeah. without her. Where is she, by the way? Hi, Babale. She's busy taking over the world, isn't it? Because she's she's <laughs> like she's like a journalistic Beyonce. She just wants to run this thing. <laughs> anyway, keep doing what you're doing, and I'll keep listening. Okay, bye, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. Oh, I feel special and loved, and I really feel gushy inside. People think, honestly, people think 
um, when you are well known. I don't call myself famous, guys. I'm not famous until I walk into a restaurant and they offer me a private something, something. They like, yeah, there's a, until they come to me and they go, but you can't just sit in this table. It's an ordinary table. Please come to the famous table. I will not call myself famous. Okay. But I've realized when you're well known or when you're in the public eye, people think you take it for granted that there's love coming. And maybe it's because they've encountered proper celebrities, because I'm not a proper celebrity. They've encountered proper celebrities who are like, oh, please, I'm above you. If you want to talk to me, talk to my manager. Don't talk. Don't touch me. Oh, where's my wipes? Me, I love love. I love affirmation. Unapologetically, I do. And that's why I don't go digging for attention because then I feel like the more you have to fight hard for attention, the harder you're going to have to keep working to keep it. I'm at a point where if it comes my way, I take it and I embrace it. You know, I meet a lot of older women who, you know, uh, know my work on TV or I, I, I'm, how I know they don't know my comedy is because they love me. Because I think once they see my comedy, they're like, yo. What is wrong with this girl? Um, but I embrace it. I love it. I love taking pictures. I love hugging people. I love that they come and say hi. Because it just makes me feel like, oh my gosh, you recognize me. And you're not even calling me by a character name. You're not calling me by some product that I may have sold. You're calling me by my name and maiden name. You're saying to me, Morake. You don't know. It, teaches, it touches me deep. Deep in my heart, you do not understand this thing, and I will ride it for as long as I can. So, and unashamedly so. I, people, people do not understand. You know, I look at people like your Prince, your Michael Jackson. You know, these people who, who were taking drugs, even Elvis Presley, who was so insecure about being forgotten and you know not getting the same kind of love. He thought he, you know, you know, he, he was insecure about not getting that kind of love that he always got from his from his uh, um, fans, you know. And then they end up on these drugs and end up on these things because they just don't feel so good about themselves because oh, those people aren't there anymore. I don't want to end up like that. Those people. I want to be like when I get love now, I appreciate it now, and I hold on to that feeling when it's not happening. And then if it happens again i get to refill you know what i mean because that's where my stuff comes from and maybe that's why right now beyonce is able to just purge maybe maybe that's where she's coming from hey maybe she's just going i've had enough love from the outside i get it and you'll love this perfect beyonce with her flying hair and her perfect bod let me show you the the stuff that makes up beyonce let me show you all the gunk that has to be put together, thrown together, chiseled together, glued together for you to get that gorgeous picture of this Yonce y'all can't get enough of. And I love that. I love that. That aspect of, of, of her, of her uh, latest offering excites me. You know what I mean? Because I was saying uh, before the caller uh, called in was that people see you happy they see the presentation but they don't see that you are a presentation so they think that oh she has it all this girl has the perfect life with the perfect job because it's what she wants to be doing with the perfect children because look it doesn't look like any of them need to be in like a, a special school or whatever you know and it's like oh so perfect and she can talk about whatever she wants because look how free she is and you don't know you know the the what we're giving up man what we're giving up you know, cause for me as a comedian, I feel like I'm wearing, I've got the mask, you know, we've got the mask. You don't see the tears behind the mask. 
And there comes a point where there's so many tears they start to crack that mask. And then we're so busy trying to patch this mask with makeup. And I've just come to a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm more important than that. I'm bigger than that. If if I feel like I need to take this mask off, I take it off. And that's when I switch off. And that's when out of nowhere, you are seeing that Dumimaraka has left the country. Oh, look, she's in different parts of the country, of the world. And we're all wondering, is she working on a secret project or is she just on a holiday? And I'm like, yeah, you can go and guess all you like. Me. I'm going to have me a good time because brain needs to switch off. I need to go to a place where no one ne- feels the need to suck joy out of me because they need it for themselves. It's like, it's like psychologists, you know, um, as I met a therapist who was saying, yeah, no, she needed to take a time out because she just needed to um, offload everything she'd taken in from seeing her patients. And I think it's similar for us comedians on, on a certain level that we've, there's a there's an unconscious taking in of everybody else's angst when we share all the laughter and the lightness of life because we literally take bites out of the worst of of our lives and just put the best out there. We suck the light out of all the every little dark corner. We go, oh, but look, there's a little bit of light. We suck it and then we give it to you, packaged beautifully as comedy, and then everything just looks better, feels better, and we know we our job is done. And then we need to do the same thing for ourselves. And that's when we go, ah, me, I'm out. Me, I'm going to disappear for a second. But I love it, man. I love it. You should just express, you know, must express. But the question is, how much is too much? That's all I'm saying. How much is too much? But where I feel like women need to share more, but it's not even a social media thing. It's a, it's a getting together thing. It's a reconnecting thing. It's, it's, it's where we, um, you are Mrs. My House, you've got your designer clothes, you've got your amazing German car, and you've got your children, and you seem to have got it together. And we're all pretending for each other because I'm going, yeah, but if my body looks good, why do I not look good? Why why must I now come and fall apart just because my life's falling apart? Doesn't mean everybody has to know my life is falling apart. But it would be nice if those very same women would call each other up and be like, mean, I've got hair food. This one can be like, yeah, I've got nail polish. And the other one can be like, yeah, I've got massage oil. And the other one can be like, yeah, and I've got like about a case of wine. And we all get together. And whoever doesn't drink will be like, yeah, I've got a box of tea. And you all get together and you've got like a lot of tissues with you. And you sit and you you base each other's scalps, you comb each other's hair, you brush the dandruff out of each other's hair, you go and massage uh, somebody's feet, you go and do somebody's nails, um, you go and take out blackheads from somebody's <laughs> face, or you know, like I'm, I'm just that kind of thing where we're sitting together as sisters, naked, bearing our souls to each other, touching each other, and just sharing and being honest about the things we're going through, about everything about yes guys do you know how great we're looking right now with my kids but do you know i i my kids won't let me put them to bed they prefer their dad to do it and regardless of what i do my children will not sleep that's who and it hurts me that i can't do that or you know guys um my libido's dead 
I, I don't want my husband to touch me yet. Look at him. He's the sweetest man in the world. He's got the biggest schlong I've ever seen. He knows what he's doing, but I'm not, I don't want it right now. It's not what I want right now. To be honest and be like, I'm unhappy in that aspect or to say, oh, dude, yeah, we've been sleeping in separate bedrooms for this long and it's not a conscious decision. Let's talk about it, you know? Or, oh, guys, you know, it hurts me that I've been trying to have a baby for the past five years. I know you guys have been going, oh my God, I can pick career over family. I haven't picked career over family. My, 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 my womb is not playing ball and we all just get to be there for each other and be honest. Damn it. Ladies, stop lying to each other. You know, you've lost a lot of weight and everybody's going, Oh my, how did you do it in like two weeks? And you're like, no gosh, resilience, resilience. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, you're having yourself injected with all kinds of things at the, at the, at the doctors and you, you, you know, you're, you're eating things that don't even make you happy. Be honest with each other, get support, support each other. It doesn't have to leave that room after that because we know what you've done by then. You've created a safe circle that doesn't have to cost us thousands and thousands of rands in therapy. And you've also had that physical touch of people that's healing. You know, for me, a hug is all I need when I'm down sometimes. All I need is that physical. If you've held me, you will be surprised at the person who will come out of that room afterwards. So I think just if anything for, for ladies, because I know guys talk. They may not do it on a mushy level like we do, but the, guys talk. And I think, ladies, we need to get together and we need to start being there for each other in the little, with the little things, with the little things, hey? Please, man, let's just back each other up. And I think that's what I, but one of the things I just took out of this lemonade thing. I think my whole day today was just about lemonade because I, the reason it's important to me is because expression is everything, especially if you're a woman, especially if you come from people who have generally just been uh, silenced, who come from a society that's about silence. We need to stop that silence and breaking silence doesn't mean now run to social media and then put yourself out there with no control over what what happens with you putting yourself out, out there or how it gets interpreted interpreted or how it's going to come back to you, you know, in a safe space with people you trust with the things that makes us, make us all feel good. I think uh, that's all the preaching I'm going to do uh, next week. I promise to just bring the lightness and the funny, but today this is how I was feeling. Cause you know, I've been away and I've been all emotional and I've been all free and stuff. But I also have to tell you when you've been to smaller African countries, you will appreciate this country you'll want to high five your government because you'll be like you guys are corrupt as anything but at least you get some stuff done at least this country is still running at least this country is still a spot that works you know you're not in a country where you're going to be given five different exchange rates in the same space when you're trying to change your money we at least control. We, we have got our corruption under control. Guys, we have, I think we have unofficially regulated corruption in this country. <laughs> and we found a way to make it work to a degree. It needs to be stamped out. I don't disagree with that. But I'm saying appreciate what you have because you will be surprised what other people are having to put up with out there. So if you are listening and you are in touch with government, do not think I'm saying you're off the hook. I'm saying you must know we're going to ride your asses even harder to make sure we don't become those countries. Now, I am going to close. Wait, hold on, hold on. There's sign language happening in here. Wait, what? Oh, you, you, you ah, oh, okay. So before I go, sorry, that was, what you just heard was a rendition of me communicating with the producer. Now, what's, <laughs> um, we're going to hug a man and today 
I want to hug those men who are comfortable enough in themselves to let their ladies go. I want to hug each and every single man who has realized that their woman is not a possession. Their woman is something that is an honor that they have to have in their lives, that it's a, that, that each of them is a choice. You know, you're a choice to her. She's a choice to you. So I'm hugging that man and saying, please keep dishing out those visas because Lord knows we need them visas. I'm going to leave y'all with a little queen bee herself, Yonsei, up in the hizzy. And uh, we'll sip tea next week. My name is Tubimaraka. You've been sipping tea. Cliff Central Revolution. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.